Hello, welcome to my episode 2 of my podcast. So for today, we will be discussing the National Territory Article 1 of the 1987 Constitution. Under Section 1, it states that the National Territory comprises the Philippine archipelago with all the islands and waters embraced therein and all other territories over which the Philippines has sovereignty or jurisdiction consisting of its terrestrial fluvial and aerial domains including its territorial sea the seabed the subsoil the insular shelves and other submarine areas the waters around between and connecting the islands of the archipelago regardless of their breadth and dimensions form part of the internal waters of the philippines the definition of national territory found in the constitution went through three phases the first phrase was during the 1934 to 1935 constitutional convention this was followed by the deliberations of the 1972 constitutional convention and finally by the deliberation of the 1986 constitutional commission between 1972 and 1986 however the philippines became party to the 1982 convention on the law of the sea in the exposition of the law on national territory all these phases will be taken into consideration a constitution is a municipal law. As such, it is binding only within the internal or territorial limits of the sovereignty promulgating the constitution. For purposes of actual exercise of sovereignty, it is important for the sovereign state to know the extent of the territory over which it can legitimately, legitimately exercise jurisdiction. For purposes of settling international conflicts, however, a legal instrument purporting to set out the territorial limits of the state must be supported by some recognized principles of international law. Hence, the silence of a constitution regarding the territorial limits of a sovereignty does not deprive such sovereignty of any portion of territory it is entitled to under inter international law. Neither, however, does a constitutional definition of territory have the effect of legitimizing a territorial claim not founded on some legal right protected by international law. Philippine constitutionalism accepts the principle that it is not the constitution which definitely fixes the extent of Philippine territory. This principle ran through the debates on the national territory during the 1935 Constitutional Convention. The existence of a territorial definition in Article 1 of the 1935 Constitution was not a denial of this principle. Rather, Article 1 reflected historical purpose. The determinative factor which persuaded the 1935 Convention to include an article on national territory was the intent of the convention to use the constitution as an international document binding on the united states the possibility of transforming the constitution a municipal law into an international document arose from the provision of the tidings mcduffie law which prescribed that the effectivity of the philippine constitution would depend partly on the acceptance of its provisions by the united states government Article 1, Section 1 of the 1935 Constitution read, 
states by the Treaty of Paris concluded between the United States and Spain on the 10th day of December, 1898, the limits of which are not set forth in Article 3 of the said treaty. Together with all the islands in the treaty concluded at Washington between the United States and Spain on the 7th day of November, 1900, and in the treaty concluded between the United States and Great Britain on the 2nd day of January, 1930, and all territory over which the present government of the Philippine Islands exercises jurisdiction. The article thus gave four points of reference for the determination of the Philippine territory. 1. The Treaty of Paris on December 10, 1898. 2. The Treaty of Washington on November 7, 1900. 3. The Treaty between Great Britain and United States on January 2, 1930. And 4. All territory over which the present government of the Philippine Islands exercises jurisdiction. By Article 3 of the Treaty of Paris, Spain ceded to the United States the archipelago known as the Philippine Islands and comprehending the islands lying within the line drawn by the technical description of the same article. The technical description embodied in the Treaty of Paris, however, left some doubt about the inclusion within the ceded territory of Batanes Islands to the north end of the islands of the Cebuto and Cagayan de Sulu to the, to the south, as well as to the Turtle and Mangsi Islands. The Treaty of Washington of November 7, 1900 corrected the error with respect to the islands of Cebuto and Cagayan de Sulu, and jurisdiction over the Turtle and Mangsi Islands was clarified by the convention concluded between Great Britain and United States of January 2, 1930. The doubt with respect to the Batanes Islands, however, was left unclarified in spite of the fact that from time immemorial, these islands had undisputedly formed part of the Philippine Islands. Hence, to remove the doubt, the 1935 Constitution added the clause, all territory over which the present, the 1935 government of the Philippine Islands exercises jurisdiction. Let us now answer the question, why a definition of territory in the 1973 and 1987 constitutions? The 1971 convention spent a considerable amount of time on February 14 and 15, 1972, debating whether the new constitution should contain a definition of Philippine territory. This question had to be settled before the convention could proceed to consider amendments to the draft report of the Committee on National Territory. The principal proponent of the motion to delete the entire article on national territory was the late delegate Voltaire Garcia. Garcia argued that territorial definition was a subject of international law, not of municipal law, and that Philippine territory was already defined by existing treaties. As for the Batanes Islands, Garcia pointed out that no state ever questioned the continued exercise of Philippine sovereignty over these islands. While the definition of Philippine territory in the 1935 constitution might have been useful in 1935, Garcia observed that 
its continued presence in the constitution had in fact embarrassed the Philippines in negotiations for territories not covered by the constitutional definition. Hence, Garcia concluded that a constitutional definition of territory could not only be unnecessary, but could even be prejudicial to the interest of the Philippines. Answering the accusation that his reasoning was tacit advocacy of expansionism, Garcia said that international law recognized peaceful modes of acquiring new territory. Moreover, he retorted that the real advocates of expansionism were those who positively wished to mandate the state to pursue claims over areas not clearly within the Philippine territory. Garcia specifically singled out the movement to claim the Marianas Islands, the trust territory which the United Nations has been preparing for independence. Delegates Amanyo Surungon, the Iloilo 3rd District Representative, and Magtanggol G. Gunigundo of Bulacan 1st District supplied the nationalistic arguments for deletion of the article of national territory. Surungon found the mention found the mention of the Treaty of Paris a repulsive reminder of the indignity of our colonial past. Gunigundo, in utter disregard of the historic evolution of the Filipino nation, claimed that the Philippines existed before Magellan ever came. More plausibly, but only after a leap over four centuries of history, he recalled that Felipe Agoncillo had protested Spain's session on the Philippines to the United States. First, because the Philippines had not been consulted, and second, because Spain had already lost effective control over the Philippines. Hence, he argued that to accept the territorial boundaries defined in the Treaty of Paris would be to lend legitimacy to the illegal act of Spain and the United States. Finally, after some irrelevant statements about the Catholic Church, Gunigundo concluded that the ancestral home of the Filipino people might be larger than the Treaty of Paris would allow. The arguments for the inclusion of an article defining the national territory ran along two levels. On one level was an attempt to demonstrate the need for a clear definition of Philippine territory. Thus, Delegate Raul Rujo of Camerini Sur argued that the territorial definition was necessary for the preservation of our national wealth, for national security, and as a manifestation of our solidarity as people. Similarly, Delegate Jose Noliedo of Palawan expressed concern for the protection of our national resources. The arguments of Rocco and Noliedo, however, did not prove that the definition must be expressed in the Constitution along another level of argumentation, therefore, was an attempt to show that definition of Philippine territory must be expressed in the Constitution itself. In support of this proposition, Delegate Eduardo Quintero of Leyte, Chairman of the Committee on National Territory, made three points first. He said that the territorial assertions found in Republic Act No. 3046 were couched merely in whereas clauses. These clauses should be expressed in more authoritative fashion. Second, he said that to delete the article entirely would again leave the status of Batan's Islands in doubt. Third, he expressed the need for curing the failure of the 1935 Constitution to express the possibility of future territorial acquisitions by the Philippines. 
He said that this failure had caused the Philippine government some embarrassment in two conferences over Saba, first in London in 1963 and second in Bangkok in 1968. Delegate Noliedo added that the ratification of the constitution by the people should, should strengthen the Philippine territorial position. Similarly, Delegate Alejandro Lechauco of Rizal argued that such an important matter as territorial delimitation should not be left to subordinate agencies of the government such as the legislature or the executive. Admittedly, these arguments were valid for strengthening the force of our territorial definition as municipal law. However, they did not prove that a constitutional definition would strengthen Philippine legal position in international law. The transposition of the provisions of Republic Act No. 3046 to the Constitution would transform such provisions into constitutional provisions, but the provisions would remain municipal law, not international law. The deletion of the article on national territory would not mean abandonment of the Batanes Islands or any portion of the Philippine territory as long as the Philippine jurisdiction continued to be actually exercised over such territories, as in fact it had always been exercised even before the curative clause of the 1935 Constitution. Nor could be the argument of Istopel should be used by the British government both in London in 1963 and in Bangkok in 1968 be answered by the 1973 unilateral assertion of jurisdiction over Sabah. Now let us proceed to the 1973 provision on the national territory. Article 1 of the 1987 Constitution cannot be fully understood without reference to Article 1 of the 1973 Constitution. Although the 1986 Constitutional Commission spent a considerable amount of time on Article 1, in the end, the provision that emerged was in substance a copy of its 1973 counterpart. Article 1 of the 1973 Constitution said that the national territory comprises the Philippine archipelago with all the islands and waters embraced therein and all other territories belonging to the Philippines by historic right or legal title including the territorial sea, the airspace, the subsoil, the seabed, the insular shelves, and the other submarine areas over which the Philippines has sovereignty or jurisdiction the waters around between and connecting the islands of the archipelago irrespective of their breadth and dimensions form part of the internal waters of the philippines briefly and for the purposes of analysis philippine national territory under the 1973 constitution may roughly be divided into three groups one the philippine archipelago two other territories belonging to the Philippines and three Philippine waters, airspace, and submarine areas. The territory thus has a horizontal reach consisting of land and waters, an upward reach consisting of airspace over the land and waters, and a downward reach consisting of submarine areas. Moreover, the last sentence of the provision makes an important assertion of adherence to the archipelagic doctrine. What or where the Philippine Archipelago? 
The answer given by Article 1 of the 1973 Constitution simply made reference to all the islands and waters embraced therein. The article, however, gave no point of reference that could delineate the exact location of these islands and waters. On its face, therefore, the article did not serve as a definition of national territory. To understand its meaning, one must look into the evolution of the article from its first draft to its final form. Section 1 of the first draft submitted by the Committee on National Territory almost literally reproduced Article 1 of the 1935 Constitution, which, as shown above, embodied four points of references. Unlike the 1935 version, however, the draft designated the Philippines not simply as the Philippines but as the Philippine Archipelago. In response to the criticism that the definition was colonial in tone, in that it gave no indication that the Filipinos had a native land even prior to the arrival of the Spaniards, the second draft further designated the Philippine archipelago as the historic home of the Filipino people from its beginning. This drew the comment from Delegate Voltaire Garcia that the home of our ancestors once formed part of the Majapahit Empire and that it would be ridiculous to suppose that we were claiming the vast expanse of the former Majapahit Empire as the ancestral home of the Filipino people. After debates on February 14 and 15, 1972, the committee repaired back to the drawing board and fumigated the draft of all colonial vermin by dropping all reference to prior treaties. On February 17, 1972, the committee reported out the final draft, more aseptically patriotic than clear, which became the initially approved version. The National Territory consists of the Philippine archipelago, which is the ancestral home of the Filipino people and which is composed of all the islands and waters embraced therein. What was the intent behind the designation of the Philippines as an archipelago? An archipelago may be defined depending on one's utilitarian preference, either as a cluster of islands forming a territorial unity or a unit of water studded with islands. In the first definition, the waters are considered adjuncts to the land area and their extent is determined by reference to the land area. In the second definition, the land area is everything that comes within the water area. The committee reference was for the second definition. Asked by Delegate Rosilier Lim of Zamboanga where, there, where this archipelago was, Committee Chairman Quintero answered that it was the area delineated in the Treaty of Paris. He said that objections to the colonial implication of mentioning the Treaty of Paris was responsible for the omission of the express mention of the Treaty of Paris. Report number one of the Committee on National Territory had, in fact, been explicit in its delineation of the expanse of this archipelago. It said, Now if we plot on a map the boundaries of this archipelago as set forth in the Treaty of Paris, a huge or giant rectangle will emerge measuring about 600 miles in the width and over 1,200 miles in length. Inside this giant rectangle are the 7,100 islands comprising the 
the Philippine Islands. From the east coast of Luzon to the eastern boundary of this huge rectangle in the Pacific Ocean. There is a distance of over 300 miles from the west coast of Luzon to the western boundary of this giant rectangle in the China Sea. There is a distance of over 150 miles. When the United States government enacted the Jones Law, the Hair Hose Cutting Law, and the Tidings McDuffie Law, in reality announced to the whole world that it was turning over the government of the Philippine Islands and Archipelago that is a big body of water studded with islands. The boundaries of which archipelago are set forth in Article 3 of the Treaty of Paris. It is also announced to the whole world that the waters inside the giant rectangle belong to the Philippines, that they are not part of the high seas. When Spain signed the Treaty of Paris, in effect, she announced to the whole world that she was ceding to the United States, the Philippine archipelago, which she had been occupying for over 400 years, that this archipelago was bounded by lines specified in the treaty and that the archipelago consisted of the huge body of water inside the boundaries and the islands inside said boundaries. The delineation of the extent of the Philippine archipelago must be understood in the context of the modifications made both by the Treaty of Washington of November 7, 1900 and of the Convention of January 2, 1930 in order to include the islands of Cebuto and Cagayan de Sulu and the Turtle and Mangsi Islands. However, although the evident intent of the convention was to secure the inclusion of Batanis Group, the definition of the archipelago did not include the Batanis Group. Even the map distributed by the Committee on National Territory placed the Batanis Islands outside the boundaries of the Philippine archipelago as set forth in the Treaty of Paris. In literal terms, therefore, the Batanis Islands would come not under the Philippine archipelago but under the phrase all other territories belonging to the Philippines. It is submitted, however, since both geographically and historically these islands form a unity of the Philippine archipelago of the Treaty of Paris, they should be considered part of the Philippine archipelago for the purposes of the 1973 Constitution. The conclusion that emerges from this discussion is that Philippine archipelago of 1973 Constitution corresponds with a territory defined in Article 1 of the 1935 Constitution. Thus, must the 1973 definition be understood if it is to be a useful definition at all and not just a piece of patriotic assertion of national history dating back to ancestral Majapahit rulers. In other words, try as we might to forget our colonial past by erasing colonial traces from our constitution, remembering history also serves as our national purpose. Under the 1973 Constitution, aside the Philippine archipelago, Philippine territory also includes all other territories belonging to the Philippines by historic right or legal title. What are these other territories? So we will be answering that in my third episode of my podcast. So we will be continuing the national territory of Article 1 under the discussion of Father Joaquin Bernas. So see you and do not forget to subscribe on my podcast.